Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy distance professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to a special bonus episode of Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast, where today I have brought back on, and you can see it from the title, Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassie, to give his uh, annual State of the Union on current wrestling, classic wrestling, and whatever else is in between. Dr. Blassie, welcome back to the show. It's always an honor and a pleasure to have you on. Thank you for your generous patronage each and every month. You keep the show afloat by yourself almost, but hey, man. Thank you so much. It's uh, <laughs> always great. We've been talking for 15, 20 minutes now, even before we started recording. So uh, how you doing, man? Hey, I am doing great. And boom, got some new digs for the studio. Sounding good. Feeling great. And hey, guess what, Mike? This was a really special WrestleMania. Because not only was it the most stupendous two nights in all of wrestling, but this was the first time where I was in a I was resident in the city that hosted WrestleMania. So I didn't have to do a flight. I didn't have to do a, a road trip. No, it was right there. And that was freaking amazing. So I will tell you, moving from Mississippi to DFW, my quality of life has gone up. Has gone up. And I thank the great state of Texas. Boom. AKA I pay less state taxes, AKA no ta state taxes. That's great. That's great. But you know what? Yeah, Mike? But those, those property taxes kill I'm us here. Say, I'm about to say, y'all didn't tell me about this. Look, let me tell you how they got me. Let me tell you how they got me in, in these little property tax gimmicks. How about the town I live in now is straddling that line between Tarrant County and Denton? <laughs> and the school is straddling the line in two properties. So I got to pay, even though I live in Tarrant County, I'm paying property taxes for both Tarrant and Denton County. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all didn't warn me about this. I got to deal with the weather and now this. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm bitter. I am bitter. Man, look, I'm telling you, man, I, I'd say one thing about the state of Texas, man. Everything is free. They all about the freedom until it comes to the property taxes. Then your ass is hemmed up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> they got you out of balls when it comes to them taxes, man. They right. kill you, too. <laughs> man, they knick-knack you. They knick-knack you oh. with everything. You know? Kill and, you. And just to let you know, Mike, uh, this episode is sponsored just because I'm a good Creole boy. 
it is sponsored by good old New Orleans style rum, spiced edition, in a little coffee. Got my CDM on, okay, with a little chicory liqueur added to it. So we got we got a triple gimmick going in this coffee right now. Let's get it. Well, you're gonna stay up all night with that one. No, maybe not. The, I am. the, 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 I the am. alcohol though, the alcohol may counteract the coffee. It might, it might. But guess what? We are trying to have uh babies in the blasty manner. Okay. So this Ooh, might yeah. work. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead with that one. I'm done. So uh yeah. <laughs> I'm the late bloomer. How about that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no but all right man so uh yeah man you know it's been it's been a few months since you've been on and we both hectic lives busy schedules you know the drill but i definitely wanted to have you back on you had some good topics you wanted to talk about so uh we're gonna talk about the briscoes and fdr that's probably gonna be the main event on this here episode but you wanted to talk about some other stuff before we get to the actual briscoes ftr match from supercard of honor with roh so i'll let you Get the party going and tell me what you want to start with first. So, yeah, let's talk about since WrestleMania has ended, that means the year is over effectively, and it's just the new season of wrestling has come in. A lot of things, a lot of things have changed because we all know that rule, right, Mike? It's about what one year in wrestling is about five years in real life. Okay, so much stuff happens. And so, yeah. this is where we're at right now. Okay. One, the AEW women's division, to me, is the pinnacle of women's wrestling right now. For the pure and simple fact that the WWE does not have women's wrestling, except every once in a while. Because one of the highlights of WrestleMania was what? Bianca versus Becky. Mm -hmm. Ronda versus Charlotte was terrible. Okay, that was terrible. That wasn't even Charlotte's fault. Ronda is just not a good wrestler. The end. Because what, she's had, what, eight matches total? I think. She hasn't had a lot. Right? Yeah, yeah. So th the whole WrestleMania gimmick, it's, it's not even about wrestling anymore. Like, that was all nostalgia. So right now, AEW is winning it. Okay, I don't know if they're truly winning it. All because of what they're doing because Tony Khan is getting way too much credit. Okay. Cause the, you know, the feud of the year is CM Punk versus MJF. Have you, did you see all those matches, man? That I didn't see amazing. all of them. I dude, saw, I saw some of them. Dude, best, best route. And guess what? Wardlow is the star that came out of all of that. Okay. Wardlow reminds me, uh, you remember, you remember those moments when you liked Sid, when he did power bombs and stuff, because you had never seen that kind of stuff, or when Vader came in and just bolo people. That's what Vader, I get from yeah. him. That's what I get from him. I love it. That power bomb symphony. One mask all his flaws. He can't wrestle a lick. Okay, but I don't care. I just need to see him power bomb people. He ain't got to do but one thing. And you know what? Some wrestlers. Sorry to tell some people that some wrestlers can get away with it. Okay. As much as we want to hate on the ultimate warrior at the end of that's the day, what... ultimate warrior was <laughs> over. Okay. That's you who I was thinking. Yeah. You can't make up people going nuts when that dude came running down the ring. Okay. And if you say as a kid, you never marked out to that. 
then you're a liar. Okay, now if you were a teenager, older kid, okay, I get, I right. get why you wouldn't. Okay, because this is very hokey. Okay, same thing, and, and I want to say Batista is the same thing. All I needed that dude to do was to do his little thumbs up, thumbs down, rattle the ropes, powerbomb the shit out of somebody, and walk out. That's it. Before he left WWE was the best stuff he was doing that I had ever seen when he was going against John Cena. And that was it. Okay. Wardlow is a freaking star. Now, when it comes to my favorite federation right now, NWA, okay, Matt Cordona as the NWA champion is one of the most brilliant things I've ever seen in the past 15 years in wrestling. Okay, brilliant. Because it's the last guy I would imagine as the champ, and I hate him as the champ, and I have not felt real heel heat until now. Okay, MJF, I'm entertained by MJF. I get it, and he's a freaking star. The stuff in the NWA, I want Matt Cardona to get his ass kicked. And I feel like he can get his ass kicked. It's that frustration I had when I was a kid looking at Flair. I truly have not felt that in a long time. Okay. Mike, I know you don't keep up with the NWA, but check some of that stuff out. Well, I wanted to ask you a question because we yeah. talked about Trevor Murdoch and, you know, him winning it the last time you were on. Do you think, do you think it, they took it off of him too quick? I honestly, no. I think okay. it was the right amount of time. It was the right mm-hmm. amount of time. Just because that character had a one-way streak to him, and during that time, that's when they started to tour again, and they were going between Kentucky and St. Louis. So the move made sense from an office standpoint. But we know, we both know the NWA classically has had heels as the champ and the baby face always chasing. that's just how that 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 league worked and i think they had to get back to it yeah i i actually think that uh, i would say this till the day i leave this planet you were the same way as me we grew up with that model you know i know hogan was the baby face champion up north but when it came to the heel was the champion in the face chased. I mm-hmm. I just feel like that was what worked. And even to this day, it's kind of how I want to see it. Even when the face wins, I, I, I'm not hurt when it sounds crazy. Cause you're like, you're not supposed to want the heel to win, but when the heel takes it back or another heel wins it, I just think the chase is what makes it that yeah. much better. Look it at does. even, and I'll even the modern wrestling take of it is look when Kofi was chasing the title yes. when he won it that year. And I mean, for whatever it's worth, you can think, you know, that Kofi wasn't a deserving champion, whatever. I'm not here to debate that. My point is the chase from the face for the title. Um, that that's to me, that's the magic of it. And um, it I'll stand it by is. that, you know, from, from my fandom growing up. Oh yeah, it is. I mean, even with AEW, uh, Adam page, you know, though that was not executed really uh truly correctly they did the same thing and that's and that can gravitate and resonate with a lot of people people same thing with um uh why am i blanking daniel bryan it was the same thing with kofi 
Okay. You can feel it. It's that energy. You just need it. You want it. You want to see it because you know he's capable of doing it. Because Kofi couldn't have won that title off of anybody else but Daniel Bryan. Yeah. If you look at him beating like Roman or something, wouldn't have made sense. You know, Seth, Daniel Bryan, yes, from a size perspective. Okay. Now, I so don't think any WWE champ needs to be jobbed out in five seconds like he was against Brock. That was absolutely ridiculous. You know, yeah, I don't. (laughs) Yeah, at at that point, you just eliminated half of your roster from ever being thought of as a main eventer. I hated that when they did it. I think that was the debut of SmackDown on Fox that night, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I hated that was I me and the kid were in there watching it and the the, the oldest and, you know, he was a Kofi fan. I mean, he's he's been a Kofi fan since he was a little boy and he was like. You know, he's smart now, too, and all. He's like, I can't believe they just did this. I'm like, mm-hmm. yep, that's WWE for you. Right. You know? Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, at least with Bianca, you know, not to get on that topic, but at least with, you know, she kind of, although a lot longer down the line, ends up getting her comeuppance against Becky in that really good match they had at, you know, WrestleMania this year on night one. I mean, at least you, at least you had that. But, yeah, I mean, you know, and there's people who believe Kofi wasn't a deserving champion. That's fine. You know, believe, you know, whatever. We can agree to disagree. But the point being, like you were saying, that the, the storyline was great. But then when you squash him and how long was it? 30 seconds on the first yeah, debut of, of Fox that night? Yeah. yeah. Something ridiculous. It, yeah. It's insulting. It's insulting. Yeah. You know, and now I'm trying to figure out because, you know, you know we're – we're in a new decade and we really don't have any great heels like talking about any anymore, like heels defining a decade. Like right mm-hmm. now it looks like Roman and you know, MJF is a great heel, but he's not at this point. He is, he isn't like that main event heel at this point because he's never other than going against John Moxley. You never hear about him talking about the title. <clears throat> And if you remember, Ric Flair, Tully Blanchard, all those heels back in the day, even in, even in the WWF, I mean, hell, Bad News Brown was talking about beating up Macho Man Randy Savage for the title. Like, all those guys were gunning for the title, and there was always a foil to the babyface either that was the champ or or the 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 babyface chasing the heel champ. Like, there's no defining guy. Like, it was Flair and Bobby Heenan in the 80s, right? And in, like, the 90s, it was essentially Hogan and and the whole NWA gimmick, or NWO gimmick, and Mr. McMahon over in WWE. And then, what did that turn into? Orton, Triple H... And then whoever mm-hmm. it was for a teenage, what, Jeff Jarrett? That was yeah. really about it, right? And then it's just become blah. Like, there was really none for the past decade as far as heels. And really, the Bullet Club was a weird kind of setup because they were heels in Japan, but they were cool. Like, people were into the Bullet Club, right? Oh, Nobody yeah, they, was were, they, really were the, they were super over. Right, right. And it's... Mm. You know, like like people are more into AJ Styles going against 
Shinsuke, and they were like, that was one of the greatest matches ever. Okay, but when did I ever hear anybody say, fuck AJ? You know, yeah. like, for real. Like, we were saying, fuck Hogan in the 90s for real. Okay, there Boy, was some serious we? heat. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Boy, were we. God, yeah. we just, we we just, we just wanted him to go away. We were like, oh, right. this guy again. Yeah, right? And I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping Cody Rhodes, this is, I hope he wins the WWE title. And then a couple of years from now, he goes back to AEW. If he doesn't become the greatest heel of all time going back to AEW, oh my God, I will you show, know, that would be amazing. Man, what's so damn funny about the whole Cody thing and him going back to WWE, it's like, I laugh because it's just the epitome of wrestling. You know, I remember him, you know, destroying the throne at one point. <laughs> I remember, I don't remember what show it was. WWE ran a show against them, and he's on the mic. You can't counter-program us. Mm-hmm. You know, all this. Shovel. And look, I ain't mad at him for going back. This is not my point. But it's just so funny how he goes back, and I get it. It's wrestling. Is there a small percentage of fans who, like, you know, they're going to be a curmudgeon for anything. Yes. But I think the majority of fans, modern fans, they just look at it and, oh, he went back and he made his interest against Seth. He's just now all of a sudden, oh, we love him again. He's back. Yada, yada, yada. It's it's just funny how you'll see fans speak so badly about these guys when they jump ship, but they go back <laughs> to their promotion and... I actually think it's really good. I, I think it's good to see what we're what we've seen in that. Oh, you know, because AEW was basically, you know, they got Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson. They got uh, Moxley. They, you know, he, they're just, you know, it's one person after another that's end up landing in AEW. You know, even Punk, if you I mean if you consider him a WWE guy, even though it's not like he left there and went to AEW. He let's be real, he was out right. of out of wrestling for years, you know, seven years or whatever it was. So, but it's, I actually like the fact that Cody went back. Cause I feel like if you are, if you're, if you're one of our younger listeners and you are not old enough to remember the Monday night wars, I don't think that's ever going to happen again, but the back and forth talent is kind of, I mean, that was a big part of that. It's unsustainable over the long haul because you can't just keep flopping back and forth or else nobody cares anymore. But if you if you have a few people going back and forth for a, a, a snippet of time, it makes it interesting. He's like, oh, shoot, who's going to show up this week or next week or next month? There's something to that that draws some interest. So I like that mm-hmm. Cody went back in. And if he does win that title, which I think he eventually will, that will be interesting and something kind of fun to watch. I'm not a Cody fan, but I think it would be fun to watch. Oh yeah, that, and that's the thing. Like, I'm I'm not even that big of a Cody fan too because I think he has the same match every time. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, and and I actually don't even know what his gimmick really is <laughs> per se. Like <laughs> he's the race it. saver. He's the man who saved racism in America with that did, speech, didn't he? Didn't he? Jesus Christ, that is the most, like, I remember watching that that night going, what the fuck am I watching? 
right? And then at that point, I was like, oh, wait, who's he going against? Who? A go-go? Yeah, man. (laughs) And from England? What? (laughs) Why do I care? (laughs) I applaud the effort, Cody. It's not that. It's just that I think he thought that promo was supposed to be more than it was. And I was like, that's not some unifying speech. But Yeah, I know, right? And uh, I think the best anyway. thing about that, he doesn't get it's it's like Kurt Angle from like '99. He doesn't get how corny and dumb he sounds. Okay, and it's nonsensical. It's like Cody, come on, come on, yeah. rich white kid from Georgia, for real. He's a he's a natural <laughs> heel, man. He he really is he a natural is. heel. Because he I mean, he's got he's a natural. Think about it. He it's the mannerisms, it's the face. He's got it a beautiful is. wife. Like people just, are, you know, like, let's be real. You know, at least I, I'm not jealous, but I, I could see, you know, people going, this guy thinks he's too much. Like he's got this freaking beautiful ass wife, this sexy wife. And he's coming out here with her. Like, <laughs> like, I mean, it's just, it's kind of like the old, it's not the same, but it's like when Steamboat had Bonnie walking out with him. Like, you know, he's yes. supposed to be the baby face, but people are like, dude, you got a better woman than us. We don't like you for because of that. You know, it's right. like, yeah. And why do you have the hot black chick? Like, I don't even get it. Like, every black dude is like, how did you pull that? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I can see. Yes. I mean, <laughs> it's just it's just one of those things where it's just, he's natural. And it, it's the whole package. It's that. And it's the mannerisms. He just, something about him screams heel to me. Because it, yeah. it's like when he, cu- when he cuts a promo, any promo, I'm not, I'll move away from the one where he, you know, killed racism in America in AEW. Just any promo he cuts, I feel like smarmy, heel, like I don't believe him. It's just that vibe. Of, and I'm sure he's a good person. It's just that vibe I get from him. Do you get that same vibe? Oh, I do. I do. And I tell you, you know, I always use, this, use the Mrs. as a barometer for natural reactions to people, right? Because she's still slowly getting into it. Since day one, every time she's seeing Cody, she looks at that blonde hair, and the first thing she said is, why does he have the blonde hair? He looks like Lex Luthor. And every time you look at him, it's just like, yeah, that's his character. Like, he's coming out in suits. He's got this stupid blonde hair that's not his hair. Because the one time when he came back to go against Brody Lee for the title and he didn't dye his hair and he had it that that natural, was it black brown? Yeah, shade, yeah, it's brown natural. Right? She natural was color, like, right. oh, cool. There he is. He looks better. Right. And her whole demeanor yeah. to him lit up for that one match. And then afterwards, she was just like, oh, he's back to the blonde. So he's Lex Luthor. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you, you know, good height. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, good and well what, what, um, what my wife would say. Well, actually, you don't. But I can remember her one of the first times she saw the tattoo. She was like, "What the piss is that on his neck?" Yeah, yeah. Look, there's a thing in science and chemistry. I don't remember from high school. It's called rate limiting step, like the part of a chemical reaction that may delay everything else after it that tattoo is forever his rate limiting step yeah okay you can't go into the boardroom with that you got to wear a thick ass collar thick ass coat okay you can't be a baby face with a shitty neck tattoo okay 
Put that ta- that's a tattoo you put on your arm, on your leg, something. Okay. Yes. Yeah, chest something. Or if he really was trying to do something like his daddy, that could have been his permanent ink blotch, like right in his <laughs> liver area, like Dusty had. Okay. Yeah. That would have been cool. That would have made sense. Then I could really believe you're the grandson <laughs> of a plumber. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, but your ass just decided to get some tattoo of your logo that you came up with with a gimmick that you came up with that was an antithesis, a negative antithesis to dream as in nightmare. You see, that's what I don't understand. <laughs> the American I... nightmare. <laughs> like what? It's it's what? <laughs> that that it's so bad so bad yeah. like you said you can't be a baby face to me you can't be a baby face with that tattoo the only way I feel like you can be a baby face with a tattoo like that is if you were a well established well loved baby face for 10-15 years yep. you were super over like I feel like that's the only way you could pull that off because I know people will say well, well look about Look at Undertaker and all the tattoos he has. And I'm, I'm sure people can point to tattooed baby faces. But, like, for the gimmick that Cody has, mm-hmm. he would have had to been the one of the most over baby faces in a 15-year time period yep. Yep. to be like, able to get away with that. Yeah, we're, we're talking, he had, yeah, that's like Ricky Morton level over, you know. Right, like, he would have had to been that to be over like that. Yeah, and he ain't doing it. <laughs> yeah. No, not at all. <laughs> Now, not at all. Now, now we're talking about baby faces, okay? And and we're about to watch a tag team match. Mike, do you feel like me? There's like a lack of really good baby face tag teams in just wrestling. Period. There, there definitely is. There's, I mean, to me, there's a lack of really good, just even singles, really, really over baby faces in general. It feels like back in the day we had more. You know, for sure, tag teams for sure. I mean, I can remember the years of you know, you got the Rock and Roll Express, you got the Fantastics. I mean, there was, there were, you know, over teams where I mean, now, yeah, definitely a, a lack of over ones. Yeah, yeah, because you know we have FTR, and it's obvious these guys are a throwback to, you know, Tully and Arn. They're a throwback to the Midnight Express, et cetera. We have to have a rock and roll express. And in my opinion, all due respect to uh, Jurassic Express, that gimmick has run its course. And Luchasaurus, it's weird for me to say this because I thought it was the other way around a couple of years ago. Luchasaurus really is the the rate limiting factor in that whole gimmick because there's only so far you can go with it and i really feel as if you break up the varsity blondes break up jurassic express you put brian pillman jr together with jungle boy that has rock and roll express 2022 written all over it because both of them just have that likability just off the bat, even if Brian Pillman Jr. wasn't even re- related to Brian Pillman, he has that look, 
and he just has that fire, that babyface fire that you don't see a lot. Now, look, they they say it all the time. Brian Pillman played for the Bengals. You got Jungle Boy. Do something like that. Like Brian Pillman Jr. can come out with some camo tiger stripes or something like that, and they have some semblance of being together. They could even have separate intros, okay, just to save money on Tony Khan having spent all that money on the uh, whatever that that oh whatever that song is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. the oh, one that used to be yeah, the one that was on like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles three trailer. Yeah, and, like all <laughs> all early nineties like kids movies that song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> they they could still have all that, but if you had those two together. Coming out looking like two guys, though undersized, who knew how to do tag team wrestling. You know, you don't have to be the biggest guy to be a good tag team. FTR has proven that. The Young Bucks proved that. Okay, now, we all know my opinion on the Young Bucks. I don't really like them. I, I, don't, I don't get why so many people are into them. But... They are what they are. Good job, Dave yep. Meltzer, for making them Hall of Famers. Whatever. But if you had those two, let them cook for about six months. Okay? They can go into a thing against Christian, Luchasaurus, make them heels. Why not? They're already plotting that whole planting the seeds of Christian turning on them anyway. And then get them ready to go against FTR. Man, you could go back and forth with those two teams for years. For years. Because FTR can work with anybody. I don't think I've seen them have a really bad match with any type of tag team. I don't know if you have. I haven't. I I mean, you watch more modern wrestling than me. I've not seen them have a bad match. They're just so damn good. Yeah. They can yeah. have a match with anyone. And, dude, because... Uh, now, WWE had had their setup. They had it. They just screwed it up. American Alpha, okay, was it. That was it. That was your team right there. If I could get those two guys to AEW and just do American Alpha the exact same, there's your babyface team because those guys were corny as all get out. And at that NXT takeover in Dallas – Years ago, when they yep. beat FTR for the time, whoo, man. That was fantastic. I remember Oof. that match. Oh, man. Talk, I have never seen a, a tag team title match get me that wrapped up into it. And then the crowd went nuts. Nuts. When they won the title. I mean. The, the only yeah. thing that beat that was after that when FTR was going against DIY. What is it? And when I that think, was yeah. And yeah, I don't remember amazing. when that was, but yeah. That was amazing. Like, oh my God, how did WWE screw that up? You know, and people will hear you say, American Alpha, are you kidding? No, like, I don't know how to explain it. When they when they were in NXT and they had that feud with FTR, American Alpha was, like, oh, I, I remember seeing them for the first time and I, I didn't think much of them, like, when I first saw them. But then, then as I watched their matches, you know, with the... Just their look and mm -hmm. the, the 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 amateur wrestling look, and then I think it was FTR that really did it for him because 
they just had a couple of heels that they could really work with. And that was in a time period when, when NXT was really, 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 really popping off on another level. Yeah, on and, all cylinders. And they were on all cylinders. And, I mean, that was a time when NXT was, frankly, better than anything. I don't say anything. Almost... Almost all of what you saw in the main rosters on on Monday night. This is before SmackDown went to Friday. Agreed. Um, it was on Fox. Like there was stuff on NXT, and I didn't watch it every week, but I would watch the 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 I'll call them pay per views, the specials, or whatever. The takeovers were exceptional, and American yeah. Alpha was phenomenal against in that match against FTR. That was that was like if you got Peacock, go find that. I, that had to be 2017, maybe. I I believe. It was around because it, it definitely their rise was around that uh, was around the WrestleMania in um, Dallas, the first one, where it was Roman versus Triple H. I forgot when that was. So sixteen. That would have been six. That would have been six. That would have been in sixteen, I think. But um, somebody in the neither army. here nor there, and and I'm in just for people who don't know. I'm sure everybody knows this. They were called the revival back then, and not yeah, not, not FTR. But I yeah. Which think is, you might. Be, I think that would have been sixty two thousand sixteen. Yeah, maybe. And, and and that was and honestly, that was in the golden period. And I would behoove anybody watch watch the six months of NXT week by week. Watch it leading up to that match. How American Alpha was just this ragtag team. I remember when they got together. Gable was amazing. How they screwed him up is is beyond me. He was ready, willing, and Gable. Okay? I had one of those American Alpha uh, towels when they came out because that was so over to me. Okay? And Mario Ranallo... This is the power of an announcer. Every time Jordan would get in there or Gable would get in there and do a suplex, he was the guy that called everything an alphaplex, much like with Taz. Everything was a Tazplex, which made it more special. And then it was – so whenever you had those hot tags and Jordan would get in there and do the the capture alphaplex, the one-arm alphaplex, like, yo – I was so into it. I was so excited. Yo. And then when it went against the the revival, oh my God. And they were, and that's when that's when they first started doing the top guys out and clinking their tag titles at the end of their promos. The revival is amazing. FTR is Hall of Famers. And FTR would have been champs in the 80s and 90s. Oh, yes. You know, you can't you can't deny that level of talent. They so would have been over. So yeah. would have been over. So going going back to what you're saying, you were talking. I'm, I didn't mean to get sidetracked. But you were talking about MJ. I'm sorry. Um, oh goodness. Um, Pillman Jr. and Jungle Boy. Right. And what I was gonna say was, again, take this forward to work because I don't watch AEW weekly. I kind of scan through it with my DVR. I, I skip a lot of it. You know, I, I don't even when I watch it on the DVR, I skip a lot of it. We are. Busy but I remember. People. I remember um, Pillman Jr. and MJF and MJF cutting that just scathing promo. Yeah. And I like <laughs> yeah. feel, I really feel they, I mean, they had something there. Like 
MJF was being so good of a heel. Pillman, he could have really, really, really gotten over as a babyface, I thought. And it could have... I don't want to say like you're seeing right now with Wardlow. Again, I don't see it every week. But Wardlow all of a sudden is super over. And I would have never believed that just, you know, a year or two ago. Um, I feel like because you could use MJF's abilities as a heel, I mean, they could have really did something where Pillman Jr. could have been just the escalator would have started going up with him being over. And then to the point you made, I'm not uh, the, the the dinosaur fan either, <laughs> Lucha yeah. Express or whatever, but I do think that Jungle Boy has something. I, yeah, I so. can't put a finger on it, but there is something there. Yeah. So, yeah. I you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You don't know what it is, but there's... He's got a, a weird and, and I and you know what it gives a credit to his dad Luke Perry it really does give credit to him because even him he just had it he just had that look he just had man I want to be that dude's friend as a man I could see myself hanging with this dude yeah you know and I root for him I want to root for him I want to root for him to get the girl I want to root for him to win the match I want to root for him just like uh, Brian Pillman Jr. That's how those 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 good baby faces in wrestling get over when it looks like I can have a beer with you or I want to beat you. You see, and that's and and yep. you hear that saying over and over and over again. But that's something we really don't have because we have too many people that are into the cool heel because they want to be the cool heel. You see, and they don't want to mm-hmm. be the good guy because they see that as corny. Mm-hmm. And that's not the way to look at it, y'all. I mean, I know we grew up in the old anti-hero phase, but at the end of the day, black and white, good and evil. Let's yeah. establish those lines and call it a day. Yeah. You know, but that's where we have to get back to what wrestling is all about. It's about fighting. It's it's not about everybody getting their turn it's about fighting, and we fight to win, win to make money, because I'm like you. I got to go get my money, okay? I might get a little bit more money than you, blue-collar worker, but guess what? I'm working just as hard as you. I got to be in the gym. I got to do this. I got to carry the bricks through the sand, just like you. You know, kind of Bob Armstrong gimmick, you see? And that's how those baby faces get over. I mean, really, Steve Austin. That's his whole character. Dusty Rhodes, that was his whole character. It's like, yeah, I'm richer than the average guy, but I had to bust my ass to get it. Ric Flair, you look at him, and it's like, oh, well, damn, he was just handed everything. Look how rich yeah, he I mean, is. Yeah, <laughs> you know? Look, the, the jealousy is easy to point out. Like you, I mean, not easy to point out. You're, you, they have a, a factor to them where you're just... You, you hate on him. You're jealous of him with flair. You know, he had the suit. He would talk about the money he had, the Marriott, the women. What average dude ain't watching that going, man, screw him. You know, like, right. Like, why is he, he, he mean, he's better than me because he got all these women and all his money, but <laughs> screw him. Right. You know, I don't appreciate him flaunting it like that. You know, so. Yeah, right, right. Like, I want that, but you ain't got to be a dick about it. Right. That's it. You know? And that's, yeah, exactly. Right, because let's go. Magnum TA, right? He never was a dick about it. He never was a dick about it. But he's like, look, I'm on my Harley. 
I got my pants just like you do. You know, I got aches and pains. I bleed all that just like you do. Man, I'm behind you. Let's get it. Let's go. Telly Blanchard, yeah. you a prick. <laughs> you know, screw you, dude. I hope you get your ass whooped. And it's simple. And, and you know what? The line, the line is not that thick between the two. And that's where a lot of modern wrestlers just don't go all the way one side or the other. Okay, you gotta really, yeah. you, you gotta, you gotta commit to it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know? I mean, but, Brian, but, but Brian just looked like Brian Pillman Jr. just looked like a guy who never been in a fight when MJF undressed him. I mean, bruh, you say that about my dead daddy. He doesn't have a promo anymore. He's got my foot in his face. Yeah. Yeah. I, see, that part, that was a part of it that I didn't like too much. Cause, and that's why I thought they kind of messed that up. Because if he's going to say all that about, you know, his and I, Wasn't that right on the heels of the Dark Side episode? Yeah. In Cincinnati. So like, yeah. And then they're in Cincinnati. That's the part that I think they messed that up. Because, I mean, they, to me, they could have... Dark side had aired in the in the, the I don't even call it controversy, but the dirty laundry with mm-hmm. with you know Pillman's mom and oh there was so much that like you could exploit and do it in a really tasteless way and they did do that. But then yeah. <laughs> they didn't follow up. Like after all that was said, nothing ever came out of it. It just didn't that was the part that just didn't make sense to me. Like yeah, I was like, you could have did so much more and you could have made this man again, not trying to compare him to Wardlow, but you could have made him a bigger baby face than, than he currently is for sure. He right. could have been, he could have been really, really, really over. Um, and look, I'm not saying he's the next stone cold, Steve Austin. I'm not saying he's his, his, his dad, but to the point you're, you were making, you're saying, you know, man, the hell with the varsity blondes. That thing's not working. You know, you get Pillman and and Jungle Boy together, and who knows what you call them, but something could happen if you build that right. Because they they could be two over again. Jungle Boy just got a charisma about him that you like. Pillman the same thing. You could do mm-hmm. something with them with the right heels for sure. Yeah, and I will say, you know, if we look at how weird the generations are when they when they look at people and what they say and what they react to. Yeah. You notice how crazy it is where Max Caster and the acclaimed can come out and rap and say some derogatory things about, uh, what's, is it Julie Hart? That's in the varsity uh, blondes. Um, yeah. And said something <laughs> about her having like uh, a venereal disease or something like that. Right. And, and woke Twitter just goes nuts. But MJF <laughs> literally said, I'm going to talk to you, Brian, and looks down to hell. And then talks to his family, told Junior that he, that his mom should have swallowed and not a fucking peep. (laughs) Not a fucking peep. Are you kidding me? Like, our, our country is so weird. It's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. By the, by, by the way, Max Caster, I've never said this on this show. That dude 
I will zip through AEW just to see his rap. Usually, Me too. that dude, I ain't again. He, I ain't saying he's a star, but there's something there, and he is hilarious. He is. He is, and they they shouldn't put a governor on him. Let him go. Let him, let go. him go. I agree. I get yeah. why they put a governor on him and kind of can't let him say. Because, I mean, we live in a society where the outrage is just waiting to pour out, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm with you, man. Just because you can see he's got it when he starts to damn rapping. Yeah. And I just want to see him go. I just want him to say, just filthy as possible, let him run. Let him, let him do it. Let him do it. And and Tony Khan, just ride the 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 backlash. Just ride it out. Okay? Because that will pay dividends down the line. Because I agree. Yeah, he's not a maestro in the ring. Them as a tag team, could they be the next New Age Outlaws? They could. They could. Will they? I have no idea. Yeah. Right? I have no idea. Because it's wrestling. But you know what? You got to give people a chance to be who they are. And if they fail, they fail. If they succeed, they succeed. And you leave it at that. Yep. You know? Yep. Ow. But you I, you got to let... I, I realize why Tony doesn't... Like, he Tony Khan won't let him just go. I think... It, I mean, he's got TBS, TNT to answer yeah. to. Yeah. So I get it. I mean, he can't just let him open Mike Knight at the Apollo or some shit where he just, <laughs> you know, goes off too much. But... Because, I mean, wasn't there blowback about something he said about when, when he was talking about Simone Biles? I can't remember which yeah, one got the, yeah. the steam from it. Yeah, he made a comparison and all that, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That part is, yeah, that part is. So I mean, but I get. Look, I, I'm never gonna agree with everything he says. Like he might hit a nerve with me and be like, "Oh, he wrong for that," but I ain't gonna want him canceled. I just would say, "Oh, right. he wrong." He's a heel. But I'm, he's a heel. But but man, I'm with you, man. Put let that dude run. Just just let him, just let him run. Right. Yeah. And 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 look, here's the thing. If something bad, if he does go over that line, have a baby face wear his ass out the next week. Yes. Because then, then after that, he does another rap. He instantly has his heat back. Yep. Okay. But just have somebody wear his ass out. Uh, you know? Yep. You ain't, <laughs> it's just, <laughs> just that's it. See, that's the thing. That's what I, I've always said that on, on our shows over the years. Like, I don't care, man. Be as offensive as possible. Now, I say that realizing it's 2022 and you can't do that. But be as offensive as possible when you're a heel. The thing is, when you do that, that next week, that baby face needs to strip you down to your underwear so everybody can see mm-hmm. how small your pecker is. I mean, this is an example, right. but just dress. The baby face should just be able to get his comeuppance next week and all is well in the world because that's right. how the money's made. Right, because if he would have imagined if, okay, you see where Wardlow is right now, or I would even say Keith Lee, right? See where they're at right now, on a rampage. Caster comes out. Man, do 10 powerbombs on his ass. Keith Lee, go in there, have a five-minute squash match, do like three spirit bombs on him, and then just stand over him and, you know, and just be like, all right, there you go. (laughs) <laughs> you know, and there you go. It's instant, instant. 
Yeah. Okay. Instant. But hey, what do we know, Mike? I yeah, I'm just a mud show, you know, former indie wrestler. You know, what do I know, right? Right. Right. Don't know nothing Again, about human I get, psychology. Right. 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 <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah, man. No, uh, that's good stuff, man. But I, I, I'm glad we started talking about Max Caster because I'm, I'm a fan, man. He didn't. I didn't yeah. bought into him. Love it. I love it. Yeah. AEW is my shit, man. I gotta say, I'll say it. It's my shit because WWE is the shit. So. Yeah, I mean, Lance says the same thing. <laughs> Lance says the same thing. Like Lance and I talk about it all the time, and Lance can't stand Cody. Lance is glad Cody's gone from AEW, but Lance says it all the time. He's like, "Look, man, I, I don't watch WWE." He's like, "I watch AEW on Wednesday," and uh, yeah, that's that's my shit. And uh, you know, there's again, it's still a schizophrenic program, although not as schizophrenic as it used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't sit through it every single Wednesday for nope, a number I of can't. reasons, but yeah, I can't. Um, but and look, but it, it but it, there's parts of it that I do like time with it too because Tony can't do this shit by himself for 20 years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, very he true. Just can't. He just can't. All right, where we uh, where we going next? I know I know you. We had a oh, couple yeah. of topics. Do you want to do the the tag match or how you want to do it? I'll get the video version going. Oh yeah, no, let's just go into it, man. All right, let's so hold on one it. second. I'm done running my mouth about random shit. Random shit. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna share my screen and you should be able to see. Um, I should be sharing my screen now. You should be able to see a. Uh, it's gonna be look like a little small window with the. Yep with the FTR coming out. So, um, yeah, I'm recording, uh, doing the video version now. So if you're a patron, you'll, you'll be able to watch the video version of, of what we're talking about here with FTR versus the I almost said young bucks or FTR versus the Briscoes. This is from Supercard of honor, 2022. And, um, yeah, I'll let you get started, man. So we were kind of talking about this before we started talking and recording, uh, go ahead and just let's, let's lay it out, man. Why we love this thing. Man, so this is it, everybody. This is FTR versus the Briscoe Brothers. If you don't know who the Briscoe Brothers is, look, you go to any random pay-per-view in the past 20 years of ROH and you watch anything they do. They are the epitome of tag team wrestling for the indies that aren't the Young Bucks. Versus FTR, which, as you can hear me talk about them glowingly and lovingly, this is the best tag team on the planet right now. For the past... At least four years, in my opinion. They're the AAA champs, hence their belts. And look, Conan and them down in AAA, they they ashamed, they gotta be ashamed of themselves with them cheap ass belts. Get them boys some better belts. (laughs) (laughs) And they're going against the Briscoes for the ROH titles. Okay, so we might have a unification match here. Okay, you never know. I don't know. I don't know. And and this is one thing about the Briscoes. They've got this great redneck gimmick. I could have swore them dudes was like coon asses or something. I didn't know they were in Delaware. Did you know that? When, when did you find that out? Yeah, dude. Dude. I, I mean, I, I've known I've known that for some time, but when did dude, you? I, never, I did not realize that because I don't. I, I found that out like maybe six months ago. Wow! Whatever, so you thought they, they were south their, of these like, Cajuns? Uh, their their street fight or whatever. Yeah, last year. Uh-huh. Yeah, dude, I had no idea because I never paid it. Because in my head, I just thought they're just like Florida Georgia rednecks. They're just some coon asses from West Wego, Louisiana, <laughs> like something like that. Like, cause that's what they look like. I didn't know Delaware was rocking with the white trash like that. 
<laughs> you know, like I thought it was just a bunch of corporate dudes, Joe Bidens and stuff that live there. I mean, I thought honestly there was like a hundred thousand people in Delaware. Like I don't give much credence to Delaware. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Like I will. I want to say this though. So I've known like they were up in, um, you know, uh, in in the chicken farm and all. I've known this for years. Like I can't remember. I can't. Only, I've known it for so long. I couldn't tell you how long I've known it, but I've known it for a very, very long time that they were, they were up in the Northeast and, and whatnot. But so what, what shocked me though, was the first time I heard, and I think it was the fight on the farm episode that doc and I did, or when I was watching ROH, when I heard the dad talking, because the dad, when he talks, Bruh! he sounds like a South Louisiana king. Yes! yes, he does. Yes, he does. Yeah. He, he 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 sounds like a South Louisiana Cajun. So it's it is really actually odd uh, when you when you hear him, because you to me, I mean, I I literally thought I was like, oh, you know, is, so is he dudes, from Louisiana? Right. Even though I knew he wasn't. Right. Them the dudes that you go to their little part, their little booth in the West Wego Seafood Mart. OK, they got their freezers. This is their catches from the past week, and you there buying it on a Saturday morning, okay? This is these guys. Nothing screams Delaware about these guys. Nothing. Okay? Nothing. Okay? I, I, I'm shocked, and it makes me scared. And yet again, another reason I'll probably never go to Delaware. If I got to deal with that kind of shit in Delaware, then I'll just stay in the South. <laughs> <laughs> okay? <laughs> how did Delaware uh, get away with that? How did they get away? Okay, I'm just saying, let's focus on the match. I'm just <laughs> Yeah, let's let's just focus on the match, man. <laughs> no, not everybody. Now you look at this. We've got two teams who are good at tag team wrestling. Not just two teams that have good wrestlers in them and they're about to do a routine. No, this looks like a championship tag team match. Just like the Super Bowl, you know this is a number one, the best football players on the planet. This is what we got here. And it has that big match feel. It doesn't need the stadium to give you that big match feel. Okay? But could this be in the middle of Cowboys Stadium and rock the house? You damn right it could. Yep. Okay. Wow! I go like that. Jay Briscoe and Mark Briscoe with that uh, redneck kung fu is one of the greatest things of all time. Especially Mark, because he's such a clown. He is. Now, I will say, and one su one subtle thing, and I think this needs to be universal just to get back to the sports-based presentation of wrestling. The champs, the Briscoe brothers, this is the ROH show, they came out second. The champions who are putting their belts on the line should always come out second. Why? Because I don't care how big the star is. I don't give a damn what their entrance is going to be. The champ should always come out second. Okay. I don't care who it was. That's one of the great follies of WWE. Because that's the worst part of WrestleMania uh, 5. And the best part about WrestleMania Five is that Jesse Ventura called that out too. If you remember that, go back and watch I, that. <laughs> I don't, I don't remember, but I can tell you, you know, one of the many things Doc and I have talked about over the years is 
we had a conversation long before this show ever started, before we ever started doing BTT. And I remember Doc talking about, he's like, you know, the champion should always come out last. Like, yeah. the champion defending the belt. And in this case, it's ROH. The ROH tag titles were being defended. He's like, the champion should always come out last. And I, I agree. Like, you know, I mean, it's 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 different if you got two champions facing each other. But this is a Ring of Honor show. They are, the FTR was triple, or is triple H, uh, triple A champs, not triple H, triple A champs. Um, but the the big deal here was the ROH World Tag Team titles and not the AAA ones. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm with you, man. To send a champion out last, man. Back in the day, when wherever we saw Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes and Flair's the champ, Flair was coming out last. It wasn't like he was coming out first. Yeah, yeah. Right. The and champ is supposed to be the big deal. Like that, yeah. like so you're supposed to wait on the champ, you know? Yeah. <laughs> They're called No matter who it is. No matter who it is. I don't care if the if the contender is the bigger star. It shouldn't matter. The champ needs to come out cuz the champ is the champ. And that puts the champ over even more when the big star has to wait on him. Yeah. You see? There's that that little psychology, little thing. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, little things like that. All right, so good job on the presentation right off the bat. Now, okay, looking at FTR, people always say they're they're like Tully and Arn. They're like the Midnight Express and all that, and they they really do have a lot of those uh, movements and strategies like them. But really... I, I mean, every time I see him, Mike, honestly, it's like if Aaron Anderson was two people and on the same team. You know, because mm. you could tell that was probably one of their favorite wrestlers growing up was Aaron Anderson. Oh, yeah. You know, because none of them had, neither one of them have that swag like Tully has. They just have that rugged, kind of old school shooter look to them. You know, like maybe this is Ray Stevens and Aaron Anderson. They, 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 they do. I don't, yeah, I don't see, even though people, I guess, like to compare them to Tully and Arn, they, they are more like Arn, two Arn Andersons than they are Arn and Tully. Um, and that's yeah. not anything against Tully. It's just, I kind of feel like they are, and I'm not trying to say they're the Arn Anderson of this era, but I am trying to say if, if you're asking me somebody that, who they remind you more of, it definitely would be Arn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Just Tully very... was Tully was Tully was so different. Tully was a heel, obviously, like Arn. To me, Tully was more of the cocky, uh, rich. You know, Tully Blanchard Enterprises is, mm-hmm. is just just more of a prick than Arn was. Arn was a prick, but Arn was so vicious in his promos, in his wrestling ability. Not that Tully wasn't good, but Arn to me was a level above Tully and, and yeah. Tully wasn't oh, yeah. it's just that I think these guys are more armed than Tully. Mm-hmm. Way more, way more. Yeah. Cause it, I, in I all due respect you. to Tully, Tully was very, he, he was more in that Ric Flair, Buddy Rogers kind of heel where he was very smooth in the ring, you know, like get an arm bar and like slap you in the face a little bit. Cause he can, you know, mm-hmm. that's him. Whereas Arn has got you in an arm bar and he's literally got to rip your arm out because he knows the only way I'm going to win this match is if I utterly destroy you. 
Yeah. You know? Yeah, I yeah, that's that's it. And and these guys are more you know, I I've seen them in suits before, but to me they're more of the rugged look that Arn used to have on with the jeans and the yeah. you know, the polo shirt. Whereas you'd see Tully cut the promo if it wasn't after a match or right before, he'd have the, you know, sports coat on and the slacks. Not that Arn never did that, but by and large, I feel like that was Tully style where I see FTR more Arn style, just a more ruggedness uh, to it. Yeah, you're always – the minute you get one of those um, Steve Austin knee braces, knee cages on, yeah. you instantly are a rugged wrestler from there yeah. on out. Right. And, you, <laughs> and as, as, a, as an actual doctor, you can tell us that uh, – they have to, well, if it's a shoot and you're wearing one of those, you're wearing it for what type of support? Yeah, so you need to support your ligaments in your knee because your knee has been shredded <laughs> over the past few years. We all yeah. know that that he has had uh, a damn, was, I think it was an ACL tear. Yeah, I think so. so. And really, all that, all those ligaments do, everybody, they keep your thigh attached to your shin. That's what your whole knee capsule is for. That's what those ligaments do. And so what that cage is doing, it's reinforcing the actual physics behind those ligaments. Okay? And as you notice, Steve Austin wore his knees down over the course of his whole wrestling career. Hence mm-hmm. why when he was going against Kevin Owens, he brought his four-wheel out there. I see you, Steve. You said, look, y'all get this some bitch ramp that's really long. Y'all going to get about one good lap out of me. That's about it. Okay? <laughs> rest of this is going to be on the ATV. I like that game, Steve. You're preserving your knees. Love it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> For sure. Ooh. Get them chopped. Yeah, these uh, look, we're watching this. These guys are tearing it up, man. A second ago, uh, was it uh, Dax? Uh, I can't remember which one it was. He hit Mark Briscoe with an uppercut, and Mark went flying. Jay Briscoe, I think he gets he's gonna get some juice going shortly, yeah, and he, he hits a gusher. Yeah, he, is. he hits a ain't, nice ain't one. Nothing like a good juicing in a championship match, boy. Oh, yeah, and they stops. were they were patient too in this because I mean, like they're fourteen minutes in right now. We're all four if you don't count intros, a uh, ten if you don't count introductions, and you know. They got a good twenty minutes to go, but they're they're just slowly getting the fans going. And like we're not listening to the sound, but there was some dueling chants for a while going right. at it. Um, Ian Riccoboni and Caprice Coleman were fantastic on commentary calling this thing. In all honesty, this should no disrespect to the main event. This was the main event. Like I don't know, it was. I get it was. this is the main event. You know, let's be real. Yeah, and I. Look, let me tell you, I, I love the 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 little things that they did. Okay, so look, all of a sudden, and I always I always be getting these two bastards confused. Was that Wheeler, the ball head? Me one? too. I get them confused all the time. I can never yeah. get them straight. So I believe that's Wheeler. Yeah, he hit, I think so. So he he hits him with his fist, and if y'all notice, he sold it. He sold it as he hit him. Because when you hit a human in the face, okay, you literally can break your hand. That's called a boxer's fracture. Yep. Okay. And where that usually happens, everybody, your pinky and your ring finger. And if you're wondering, your ring finger is actually the weakest finger you've got. Both of those fingers are not in the line of physics 
for max impact with your wrist. So whenever you improperly hit somebody with those two knuckles instead of your index and middle, you can bow those damn bones and yep. break them. And he's selling it because it does hurt. So whenever you punch somebody, you go for the soft part of the face, lips, nose. Okay? Never go for the skull. If you go for the skull, you're going to break your hand. <laughs> a little tip for everybody out there. <laughs> you will break it, too. It will bloop. <laughs> yep. And it don't take much force, everybody. Trust me. Unless yeah, you really that, know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Don't <Yeah>. take much. <laughs> yeah, you got to be real careful, man. I, I, they, they were showing that bare-knuckle boxing on TV the other day. It comes <laughs> on one of these cable stations. I was like, Jesus, Lord. Whew, just, that's, that, yeah. that's where you just got to get your, your shit. Um, perfected as far as technique and you mm -hmm. gotta have a high pain tolerance y'all okay yeah the whole that shit the whole... don't feel good man bare knuckle boxing my ass no yeah. thank you mm -mm. there's a reason we wear gloves everybody there's okay. a reason oh, I mean, even... what are they doing outside they're just being insane yeah this I think this is when um this is when Jay gets his juice yeah I think so he he gets he gets busted open right here Ooh, he... under the table too yeah, they kind of sling. He was under the table, and they did the sling, double slingshot, uh, where Jay Briscoe's head, you know, goes into the table, and that's what busts him open. And then he's gonna roll in, and you're gonna see right away it's uh not too pretty. Now what? What looked more deadly is if they would have come off the top rope and done that, going through the table that we've seen a billion times, or they just literally flicked that dude's head under the table. Like a ping pong. That looked yeah. brutal. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. He got a little juice. I think I saw He's, some blood dripping out. Yeah, now they now they're gonna start working. And it it starts looking great because like so then Dax starts punching Jay in the head because now he's trying to work him open a little bit more. That's the old yeah, thing. Yeah, see, and he's selling it. And he's, he's selling, selling it. his hand, he's holding it. He's got he's blood and that. that's the other part. So he's selling the hand and then the camera which I love, focuses on the selling of the hand. So you see not only him selling the hand, but Jay Briscoe's blood just all over his hand. Right. And 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 this is and this is a good level of detail too with a boxer's fracture, right? If you notice he has a lot of blood on the on the lateral part of his hand, aka near his pinky, when he was hitting him, when he was hitting him, those two bones were gonna hit the bone that's above your eye. Okay, so that super orbital bone that is one of the hardest parts of your skull to protect your eye. This is why when somebody gives you a black eye, nobody ruptures your eyeball every time you get a, a, a punch in the face. That's why your eyes are sunken back. That's a natural protective mechanism to the helmet that is your head. So that level of detail right now that they showed is why they're the best. These are the two best tag teams because little things like that let me release my disbelief just a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And that's all you got to do. It's just the little things, okay? It's just the little things like that because you have a lot of trained fighters and stuff who like to watch wrestling. You have people who are trained in medicine who can recognize those things that will be like, oh, shit, this is legit. These are some bad mamma jammas. I, all that other shit is fake, but this shit right here, this is some rugged shit. Mm-hmm. Love yeah. it. 
love it. In the words of Kevin Sullivan, ain't that effing hard, guys. We ain't building a rocket. Look at that superplex off the top rope. Damn. Okay, and that's not even the worst super, super suplex of the match because there's another one as they work towards the finish where Jay suplexes yes. Cash or Dax onto the floor from the apron. And let me tell that you something. Brutal. I know it's padded, but damn, it looks like it hurts. <laughs> yes. Now, that that was awesome. That That little slide, come up. Bam, hit him in the face. So there goes that psychology of tag team wrestling. You've got mm-hmm. that invisible line from the two corners, right? Making that triangle. That's where you're going to cut off the other team. So they're just going to stay in your area, your territory, your triangle. That's awesome tag team strategy because that's what actual tag team wrestlers would do. Okay? You have got to set those little things up, and that's how you suck people in. Because I am into this shit. I've watched this damn match like five times since it came out. Because I love good wrestling matches like this. Yeah, it's just, this is old school. Look, I mean, look, we're 22 minutes in at this point of this thing. I ain't seen no stupid gymnastics routine at this point. I've seen spots. But I ain't seen no gymnastics routine. Right. Uh, spots, you saw spots with a purpose. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Spots with a purpose. Because every time they did a spot, somebody was worse off for it. Yep. Okay, they, they didn't lay there for 20 minutes and then get up because they got to do the next set of moves. Now, Jay yeah. was taking some heat there, and he finally makes the tag to Mark, who comes in on fire, who's chopping the hell out of Yes, him. that's that redneck kung fu. Yeah, yeah. he's doing... He's doing the redneck kung fu here. Boom. <laughs> you see, I'm yeah. telling you, look at, look at that. If I got to deal with shit like that in Delaware, I'm never going. If the rednecks <laughs> is doing Pele kicks and shit, nah, I ain't going there. Look at that kick when he kicked Cash off the apron, man. That looked like it hurt. Yeah, dude, that was like a stiff one. Ow! Come on. Yeah, these, dude, hey, these guys... The fans are going nuts too during this thing. I mean, you 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 only seeing the fans by the stage if you're watching the video version, but Aww. yeah, yeah, dude. yeah. <laughs> the noise is there. The noise is there. The energy is palpable. You can feel it through the screen. Look, I hate the fight forever chant. They got the fight forever chant going on around this yeah. point of it. I remember. I hate that chant, but it's a testament to these guys. If we're being real, you know what I'm saying? It is. It is. You got You yeah. got to give them credit. Yeah, and, and it's entertaining. Like legends. you get that means the audience is just lost in the match. Because yeah. now I've always seen that chant as the, the audience finally realizes, like, oh shit, we're in something. Like I just took one breath for the first time since this match started. That's mm-hmm. when that chant starts. I always see. Yeah. Oh. They're is that killing the redneck boogie? Is that the redneck boogie? Oh, <laughs> Like, that could have been the finish and nobody would have complained. I don't even know what to call that move the Briscoes just did. I think that's what it is, the redneck boogie. Oh, it is. Okay. All right. I, think, I think. I think. Don't quote me. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. You know, my memory is kind of going with uh, the deeper I go into this coffee. You can really see at this point, like, Jay Briscoe's he's gushing i mean it's, it's, yeah he's he's got a good little he's got some good juice coming out of his head at this point man he is it's 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 it is definitely flowing yeah, your boy hey 
And, and you know what it is? I love it. I love the fact that that blood just soaks into his dreads and shit. Yeah. Every time he gets juiced, it's it's a work of art. So watch this here. There's the uh, I thought that was a power bomb coming. Then, oh no! Here it comes the slingshot. Bam! Yeah. Power bomb. Oh, slingshot! Then, power bomb into the splash. Come on now. I thought that was the finish too when I first saw it. No, he kicks Yo, out. Jay kicks if out. Somebody would just adopt that move. Okay, somebody needs to adopt that tag team move because that is brilliant. Did I see who else? Because I think I saw somebody do a slingshot powerbomb or like a version of the uh, slingshot suplex, which I don't know why the slingshot um, plex to begin with ever went out of style because that's such a good finisher. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I mean, because Tully used to do it, especially when he got a big bubba that time. I don't know, but yeah, I don't I, I don't know. But that slingshot power bomb and then the splash by cash onto Jay was phenomenal. Yeah. And then the oh, Briscoes hit the their finisher. Rig. Here comes one, two. But no, he kicks no. out. The fans are going nuts at this point. Boy, Jay. Yo, Jay Briscoe, man. Yo, for real, that dude is incredible. Like both, both the Briscoes, Jay and Mark are just incredible. And again, if you're a patron, you can go to our Patreon page and watch the video of this as Doctor Blassie and I are talking about it. Look at the blood on the floor. Right, you you ain't even gotta pay. You ain't even gotta pay. All right, the ROH fee and shit like that, like I did, but I pay it again. <laughs> I pay it again to watch this damn thing. Okay, yeah, I pay this... it every time. Oh wait, I don't mean to cut you off. Here, I think this is a suplex on the floor. So Dax is yes. is in the ring. Jay is on the apron. Here it comes. Dax goes to suplex Jay in. Jay says no. Jay picks Dax up. And they, Dax says no. Dax picks Jay up. Jay says no. And then here yes. it comes. Yes. Bam! Dude. Oh my God! They bounced off that floor. Oh oh. oh. Oh, God, my back hurts. And you know what? That motherfucker, Bill Watts, has the audacity to say that damn sissies got mats. Woo! That's bad enough. Oh, Dude, God. I don't oh. care that that's a foam mat. What just happened to their bodies sent some shock and shockwave and whiplash into them. Yeah, yeah. And, guys, if, if you notice how that he went over. Like, it looked like a struggle suplex to begin with, which is amazing because you got to see those kind of things. He doesn't want to go over the top rope. But then he's curled up, hits, hits the floor with his back. The only thing he could have done is straighten out to dissipate the energy going onto his spine, but the spine should not be receiving that level of trauma in that direction. That's how you blow disc out, everybody. That kind of stuff right there. That is painful, and that is a lot of wear and tear on somebody's back. Y'all have no idea how bad that is. And this is why wrestlers have such bad backs and hips and knees for shit like that. That was incredible. Yeah, I mean, the only, I don't even want to call it saving grace. The only thing that's helpful is if you hit flat enough, it disperses the energy. Mm -hmm. But even then, the shit still hurts. You know, It like, hurts. Right. Yeah, You're you can't fake that it. force. Yeah, you cannot fake the force that your body is hitting that mat with. Um, 
Especially on the outside. And Bill Watson kissed my ass. You know, he's saying, <laughs> we don't do mats on the outside. Look, there's mats on the outside, but that shit still hurt. All right, we're working right. towards the finish here. It's it's coming shortly, yep. I remember. Um, But that was a hell of a bump. That was one of the best bumps I've seen. It just, just the struggle of how they made it look, the suplex. Right, right. Oh, and look at him. Just like bloody, dizzy, tired, exhausted. It's all on the line. It's for the ROH titles. Let's get it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get it. Everybody's going nuts. Let's uh, just keep going. And boom. I don't like the Bouye spot. Me either. I, that's I like one of the this. only things I didn't like from this. Yeah. The Bouye yeah. that the crowd was doing. Because the only thing I, I like those like, okay, you know what? Let's just go. And they need to just start punching. Okay. Fuck the crowd. The crowd going to follow whatever the hell you do. Oh, we got going. agree. Oh, oh, dude! What the Mark hell? Mark hit a what corkscrew. Mark goes nuts. Mark hit a corkscrew. <laughs> dive to the outside onto Cash, and Cash is out as Jay is now in the ring with Dax. Yeah, and I love it's, it's gross, but Dax isn't busted open. That's Jay's blood on him. Yeah, isn't I that think. great though? Isn't that just a great view? Oh yes, it's great. It's this is why we watch wrestling when we were young, man. And this right here, right here, I this could be a world title match. World title match. And yeah. I wouldn't be mad. Get oh. it's just it's just real look, we all know MMA is the real fights and pro wrestling is a work, whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. But when they can get you to sit there and get caught up in what you're watching that's when the magic happens and that's what happened in this match is Dax oh, yeah. and Jay are slugging it out in the middle of the ring to see who can yeah. be the last man standing and, and yeah who's got who's got enough juice just just a little bit more juice who's got it that little bit of energy that little bit of adrenaline to get them to the end to get them to the gold uh. it's really a shame that this Ooh. didn't happen on, on AEW no it, it, you're right you're right because it deserved that. But you know what? Ring of Honor needed this. Because it needed a Ring of Honor crowd. That's true, too. That's true, too. Yeah. Oosh. Nice neck right. breaker. Here comes the yeah. finish. Ain't far off. All right. So Jay's on the top rope. He go, hits his elbow. big elbow drop off the top. Or Mark what? Well, Mark did. And then Jay goes for the pin. But Dax kicks out. Couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, I thought it was over. And like you said before we started recording, we didn't know who was going to win. Yeah. Yeah. First time you watch it, you're like, who's winning? Either one of them. Yeah. And as this they lay is... there, they lay there. They nobody has energy. And Dan Wheeler is dead on the outside. <laughs> okay, from that corkscrew. Because a grown man did a corkscrew onto his head. They're exhausted. Yes, they can't do anything. Uh-huh. All they gotta do, all they gotta do is get a tag. Come on, Briscoes. Here come on. The finish the finish does come quick. It was but you did have a lot of false finishes, so that's what Yeah. Jay has Dax up, but as as Mark is on the ropes, but Doomsday. Oh, but they missed the Doomsday device. Oh. They get Mark Briscoe up. Big rig. Big rig. Get it. it knees One, in the face. One, two, two three. three. That's it. That's it. New champs. New world champions. Hey, 
you know what? They are happy they got the titles. They are happy they got the belts. And that is awesome. There was, you know, this is, if you count the entrances and the replay, 34 minutes, there were no, it was, there was no gymnastic routine. It was, it was four professional wrestlers that are the best tag teams in the world. I mean, this was good shit, man. Yeah. And, uh, now I, I I'm assuming I don't know which which match it was I don't know if it was the Young Bucks or this one where they got the six stars based on the FTR six star FTR belt I mean shirt they got now um, do you know which one got six stars I'm assuming it's the Young Bucks one because it's Dave Meltzer yeah yeah I don't remember which one specifically but of course if your name is Young and last name Buck <laughs> you get six stars from Dave Meltzer, it's kind of yeah, it goes with the territory. I don't even like talking about him because it's it's so irritating. It's like you're he's compromised. I mean, anytime you're blowing the dudes in the that uh, <sighs> what was it the the street fight that the Young Bucks had with uh, Jurassic Express? I think he gave five stars. Jesus Christ! And and I was it it, it, it blows my mind. So you mean to tell me two of the best? street fights ever where that match and what was it the best friends right versus you know what no get the fuck out of here <laughs> get the fuck out of here like, it, like it like i mean yeah he's not supposed to be on tony's payroll okay i'm not saying yeah. he is, but whatever but whatever um yeah. i love i love the end of this i'm gonna i'm gonna rewind a second just so we can see it but so two things happen. Uh, Dax shows his, you know, they got FTR in the back of their tights, and he's, you know, the 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 FTR uh, letters on their tights are the old ROH letter, yeah, in uh, the font, guess, font. Mm-hmm. And then FTR showing nothing but respect to the Briscoes, they basically bow down to him and praise him, and then they all embrace and hug and shake it out. And I'm okay with that, just based on. I just am okay with it. It could look yes. could the feud have gone on. Yes. But this was, this was good stuff, man. This, these guys, right. this was, this was great. Yeah. Cause it was two teams that are saying, Hey, on my end of wrestling, I'm the best. I came from WWE. I won everything there. I came to AEW. I won that Briscoe's. Hey, we ROH. We don't ran this fucking show. Hey, we just won the Crockett cup in NWA. Hey, the only reason y'all want all that stuff is because we chose not to be there. That's the extent of that. And then they come up. Hey, you beat me. Player, you got me. But then FTR is like, yo, we got you. But guess what? You the Hall of Famers. We trying to be who you are. Okay, you've been 12 years in the game. We kind of the Johnny come lately. We trying to be you. You know, and that's and that mutual respect is awesome because you can still have a face heel setup, but you can always revert back to that because mm-hmm. that's what it's about. Now, Young Bucks came out later to attack the Briscoes. FTR made the save, and it set up the dynamite match for the ROH titles between FTR and Young Bucks, which FTR won. Thank God they won. Feared they won. Yeah. I was worried. Okay. I was yeah, worried. I was worried too. <laughs> 
Because, yet again, <laughs> if, if people don't think that there is a reason why the Young Bucks, the first time they went against FTR, put them over, you know, they took the belts off of them. Okay. The reason they're called FTR is because of the Bucks, right? Fuck the revival. Fuck the Young Bucks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fuck the Young Bucks. Because at the end of the day, I can't. Somebody, somebody tell me out of all these five star matches they've ever had, what is the real memorable Young Bucks match you've ever seen of them that you remember the last night you were like, damn, that was a good match? Okay. Somebody tell the, me. The one okay. against the the one against FTR on Dynamite that we just <laughs> <laughs> Yep. No, I'm serious because every other match that all the other ones is just the same damn gymnastics same routine. It was the same thing because I the last Young Bucks match I truly liked was the ladder match for the ROH titles the weekend the Hardys had jumped to WWE. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they dropped it the night before. And it was why? It was the Hardys. That's why. It wasn't because of the Young Bucks. It was like, okay, yeah, Young Bucks, yay, ladder match with the Hardys. You got me. I'll watch. Because that's a demolition derby I want to watch. Mm-hmm. You know? But if I'm going to watch that that first one, FTR, Young Bucks 1, where they literally spammed every finishing move ever in the history of tag team wrestling and nothing worked to win people are like oh and they did this this and, and that's actually a bone of contention between me and my best friend who really does like the young bucks i told him those moves were awesome because they used to murder people with them <laughs> doomsday device demolition decapitation the heart attack these are moves that used to murder people that i thought were people were down and dead Right, the double drop kick, two grown men throwing eight heels into your chest. Yeah, that's terrible. What? God, these people are having heart attacks. Okay, these guys are doing it. Boom, 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 boom. And guess what? We did all the moves. Yay! Why? <laughs> you, you just shit all, all on all those moves. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. Okay, what are you doing? Okay, because yet again, the heart attack could be used today if they do it right. Okay, a grown man mm -hmm. bear hugs you and somebody hits you with a fucking of clothesline. Guess what? You're down. They, um, that's my problem with the their matches. It, like you said, they hit 50 million finishers. And look, don't get me wrong, you know, Devil's Advocate says, well, yeah, well, what did y'all just watch where they hit all the, they hit those false finishes? I agree to a point, but the point that I want to make is in this match, this was a heavyweight title fight. And yes, they kicked out of some finishers. I expect that on big matches for the titles. I don't expect that every goddamn time I see you, whether it's for the title or not. Like, right. Because at that right. point, it's no longer special to me. Like, it's not. That's my that's my that's my big complaint with them. And I'll stop talking about them or else I'll go on for another 20 minutes talking about I don't like watching Young Bucks matches. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it and it comes and it comes to that. I think the the lack of build and the lack of storytelling outside of a match 
that a lot of modern wrestling fans, and I will say younger wrestling fans, have. And this is my biggest criticism of a lot of wrestling media because there's so much emphasis on that one match and not the totality of the story. So if you give me Ricky Steamboat, Macho Man Randy Savage for the IC title at WrestleMania 3, okay, how many people could actually tell you the lead up to that match that made that crowd so hot to watch those two guys and steal the show? Because yeah, that match point. was awesome, but the crowd made that bigger. Yeah, that's a good okay. point. That's that's a right? really good point. Because remember, Macho Man injured Ricky Steamboat, broke his windpipe, okay? Couldn't talk. Couldn't talk. He just had a baby. Y'all, he was just about to have a baby. He couldn't even talk to his son. Right? Just like JYD, right? He couldn't see his his baby being born. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And so what Ricky did, Ricky is just a competitor. Ricky goes out there, just like everybody. I got to win to feed my family and for pride and honor. And I know the Macho Man has the same pride and honor, but he's an asshole. But you know what? know what? I'm just going to work harder than him. And I'm going to take what's important to him. And that's his glory. That's the goal. And that's what set that whole match up. Mm-hmm. If you look at those promos, that's what set that whole thing up. And then they killed it because they wrestled. Because Ricky knew if I go in there fighting, Macho's going to beat me. But if I go in there and I try to catch him at any point, I can win. And that's the beauty of that match. Because those false finishes, it was because 90-some thousand people the lights are on brightest. Man, I got I to gotta kick it in gear. I got to pull out all the stops. Boom, boom, boom. And there you have that classic match. Okay? But all that had to be set up. Because if Ricky Steamboat was just some jamoke, then that would have just been a great match. And a lot of commentators now want just that great match. I don't want just that great match. I want the build to it. Okay? Yeah. Dusty. And Rick, I need to build. I need him to break his ankle. I need a reason for him to go after Rick. And when he goes after Rick in the match, he is going polo with him. He is just punching the shit out of him. He's doing elbows to him. Why? Because he took everything from me. He tried to take everything from me. That makes the match better. That's where we've got to really focus on. And MJF is proving that. He is proving how you can build anything up. If the right ingredients are there, the match will come together. Right? It's always you know, been the case where if you tell the right story, you're going to get the you, the match cannot even doesn't even have to be great. It's just it just becomes something great because the story I always point to Tully and Magnum in the I Quit match. Look, they had a cage match in the I Quit match where Tully never said I quit. But mm-hmm. bef- even before all that, the build up to it is what actually made the match. If you just watch, if you just watch that match in a vacuum and you didn't know everything beforehand, you might think, "Man, this is real good shit here, pal." But mm-hmm. because you know the story, you 
you then have a completely different feeling as you watch the outcome of the match and Tully, you know, with Magnum screaming, say it, say it, say it, say it. And then mm-hmm. he really didn't say I quit. He said no. But they beat the shit out of each other too and bl- being bloody and entering the cage. That's the thing that made that what it was. It wasn't so much, like you can't look at that and say, oh, this is a five-star match. Maybe you can. I, I don't. But when I look at the shit talking beforehand and Baby Doll and Magnum and everything that happened before, then you get mm-hmm. to the match. Well, it's a fucking five-star feud for damn sure. You know, like, all of it has pro wrestling, though. When you tell the story, we never talked about that with the, with, with the Briscoes and FTR. They told that story with all those social media posts, and they're cutting promos on each other. I mean, like, all that stuff built up to what you end up seeing in the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and, so, yeah. And, and to your, and this is a credit, honestly, I'm going to uh, put y'all over for a second. Um, at the BTT studios, one of my good friends in Mississippi, you know, he, he grew up in the attitude era. Okay. And he used to catch me listening to y'all show in the very beginning. Okay. And remember I told you at the beginning, I, y'all were like a part of my Thursday routine, like for real when yeah. I was in Mississippi and even on the weekends, like I'd be excited. I'd be like, Oh damn. And, and I'm going to watch that episode too. So he would actually check out some of them episodes. When it came up to that Starcade, he actually was like, yo, bruh, hey, when we watching that Starcade, son? <laughs> for real, for real. And he, and talk about a guy who the Hardys are his be all end all. Okay. <laughs> but he wanted to watch every single match in Starcade. Like he was so ready for it. He was like, bruh, and he never seen it before. That was the thing. He had never seen it before. So he's watching mm. all these matches. Shit, dude, y'all even got Nikita versus Flair over for that dude. <laughs> okay. That's funny. <laughs> you know, but that, it tells you a build. There's a reason why they did stuff. There's a reason why we need jobbers in wrestling again. Hands down. I want to see, because really, with Wardlow, right? All I want to see that dude do is do a, a powerbomb. Okay, I want to see Eddie Kingston come out and just whoop somebody ass. Yeah, man. Okay, and it could be Johnny Smith from whatever local school that is. Okay, yeah. the little stuff like that gets people over because that's what gets finishers over. That's what gets moves over. That's what gets gimmicks over. And nobody cares if it's a jobber if the right person is doing the business. Right, right, right. Yeah, man. You know? The end. The end. Because even with the whole Anthony Agogo thing, people are like, why did Cody beat Agogo? That was his first damn match. Why should he? You know? Everybody is like, oh, you got to put over young talent. Motherfucker, y'all got to get people over first. Yeah, yeah. see, that's a a fallacy. (laughs) You got to put over young talent. Yeah, I mean, that's true, but but you... (laughs) You, you can't just have a, like that. His first match against Cody, we never heard of this dude before. Cody's an established talent. You can't just put him over like, I. Yeah, no. right, right. Yeah, like, that's not just, how it works, man. Yeah, yeah. Look, MJF got to go through all them hoops and ladders to beat Cody. Right, got to screw him over all that good stuff. Yeah. Cody goes one on one with La Champion 
Chris Jericho. And Anthony Agogo can beat him in his first damn wrestling match. Y'all, look at the psychology in that. There is none. Look, it doesn't make there sense. There is none. There is none. Yep. Okay. Like, people are like, why does Cody win the TNT title over the other talent? The young talent. Oh, he booking himself. Even though Kenny Omega was champion for like a year and some change. Okay. He was tag champs with Adam Page. And whatever. So did the Young Bucks. But you didn't hear none of that. But Cody, oh, why did he win the TNT title? Because yeah. you got to put star power in the damn belt, y'all. You can't instantly make that shit the European title from circa 1999. You got to make that the European title from 96 when Shawn Michaels was wearing it. Yeah, okay? you can't. <laughs> That's like, where sometimes wrestling fans, I think they kind of just lose their mind sometimes. Like I'm, I, look, we all do it, so I'm not trying to, you know, it's in me trying to, you know, be critical because I've done it before too. And I look back and say, yeah, you know, I thought this, and maybe I was wrong. Yeah, man. At the end of the day, you, you, you got. Sometimes wrestling fans get lost in trying to book things too much. Like I, Doc does that yeah. every now and then. Like I'm like. Yeah, well, what are you going to do next? Like, So there's got to be a point that you kind of think things through a little bit better. But I'm with you, man. You can't. Mm-hmm. Um, with that Anthony Agogo thing, you just, no, you couldn't. There's, you can't just roll them out there and have him win. Like, that. no, that, that doesn't work that way. Right, right. Yes, I could buy him beating, like, uh, you know, like a QT Marshall. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. He's a goofy, low rank heel. Okay, that's fine. Right, but right. One of your main stars? Are you kidding me? What? Like, 123 Kid had an awesome match with Bret Hart. He didn't win the world title. There you go. <laughs> you no, know? no, that, that, I mean, that's a good point. Like, exactly <laughs> like, what you said. Yeah. Yeah. People are retarded with that. I'm sorry. I shouldn't use the word retarded. Well, no, They're, I mean, it, it just it goes to show you, man. Sometimes people just, they don't, like, they, they they just don't think things through. Like they think in the moment of that booking, but not like, wait, mm-mm, I can't think just in the actual moment. I got to yeah. actually think this through a little bit more clearly. And I, I get it, man. Cause again, I'm guilty of it too. And then I'll think back and go, well, you know what? That probably wasn't the right way to do yeah, it. Yeah, so, it wasn't. And yet again, yeah. we're not kissing Cody's ass y'all because yeah, him being the interim TNT yeah, Sammy was the interim TNT champion because Cody was out for like a week and a half. <laughs> What's the dumbest thing I've ever seen him on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. like, that, that was so dumb. I, I mean, I, I I can't even explain that one, which is why the next time Cody steps in foot at AEW, he needs to be the biggest heel on the planet. I mean, you, you know it's going to happen. It might be a few years, but like, I, I don't think this, unless AEW goes away, I don't think mm-hmm. this is the last quote-unquote big star who leaves one, you know, leaves AEW and goes to WWE. I think Cody, now that he's gone there, we could see somebody else eventually do it. But and, and, um, time will tell. And, bro, I ain't going to lie. Cody Rhodes is the only way you can make MJF a legit baby face. <laughs> That's oh, yeah. the only that's the only way you're getting him into to look like a good baby face is against Cody Rhodes. His promos would be so good on Cody. Just, oh. Yeah, I mean, because he'd dig up old shit. He'd dig up he would like think if Cody came back to AEW, he could dig up 
you know, oh, you came here and you were all in it for us and AEW and you can't counter program us. And the minute Vince threw a couple of crumbs on the floor, your bitch ass went crawling back to daddy. Like, I mean, it's just, (laughs) there's so much that you can do if Cody would ever come back and, and I mean, and MJF's promos would really be dickish and heelish, but the AEW fans are going to be like, yeah, screw him. That clown yeah, left us. You know, like, it would be fun to watch. Like, I, I firmly believe that. It would be. It, it would be. And, and Cody would have the foresight to go with it. Because, you know, the moment, the first thing, in the first moment you see Brandy Rhodes come out, it's done. It's done. Oh, yeah. It's done. It's done. We hate him. You've got this beautiful, you've got this beautiful woman. I mean, just just sexy as all outdoors, and she's walking out here with you. Oh, I would love to see MJF just undress him in a promo, like if he were to come back. I mean, look, don't get your hopes up, people, because obviously he just went to WWE. I don't even know the terms of the contract, years and all that, but it would be beautiful. I got to agree with you. Now, I will say, I will say, I think, in my head, I feel like Cody is the greatest wrestling troll of all time. Because if you actually look at his timeline, I think he's actually trying to do his entire gimmick since he left the WWE the first time was to do everything his dad did, but better. Right? So he's NWA champ, did that big stage, mm-hmm. something he created, pulled that all in. Okay, so just like Dusty was a great promoter, but he created, he helped create a successful American, nationwide American wrestling organization. Dusty never did. Dusty never did. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he got that. He wants to be WWE champ. Boom, got that. Dusty, if you look at his documentary, is talking about one Vince to put him with like, you know, like a hot chick, a hooker, whatever, right? And he got... You know, sweet, <laughs> sweet Mr. Sapphire. Oh, God, God rest his soul, right? So what does Cody do? Cody get him a bad bitch. <laughs> he get a bad bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he doing everything. He said, you know what? My dad got carried out and, and or had Miss Elizabeth and all that for WrestleMania 6, had his little cart and stuff. I got elevated, lifted up from the stage. Fireworks. I am part of the royal family. He's doing everything Dusty did, but better. That's his whole game. He's the greatest troll right now. I'm giving him that cred. I hope that's he um, it off. That's a good point. Like, I didn't think about it like that. But, um, no, that's that's a good point. Like, the way you just kind of laid it out. I I mean, I, I, I knew, you know, he wants to go back. He wants to be champion there because his dad never was champion. Like, I, I that part, yeah, makes a whole lot of sense. But you you do bring up some really good points about him just doing everything his dad never did. Like, I think there is, there's definitely something to what you're saying there. Yeah. Right. And he's had his moments like dusty had, he's had a lot of moments on the indie scenes with that. He's, he's actually, and even look at it. They're legit. Really. Other than money, there's no reason for him to have ever left AEW. But Dusty did the same thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Dusty did the same exact thing, except Dusty did it more out of necessity at that point. Yeah. So, yeah, because what's that thing you, they say Dusty said? Uh, Vince better be lucky I ain't saved my money. 
You know, yeah, like, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> when he went to WWE and, you know, put the polka dots on and whatnot. But, you know, it, it's something. Thankfully, Cody's not back in polka dots. But I do. Uh, there is something to what you're saying. You know, him doing the things, doing everything his dad did, but then some more. Like that way right. he's, you know, got that legacy. Uh, and I would tell you, yeah, yeah. hey, and from and whenever you look at Cody, look at from the big lens out, okay? Look at it with like binoculars and not a telescope, okay? okay. Look at the big picture with him. Look at how his path has gone with his career. I, he is a troll. He's a fucking troll. He's got to be. Or I might be giving. Him I, way I too think much so credit. too. Like he's there's there's just too. It's it's too calculated it, it or it, it appears to be too calculated is, is what i is what i yes, should be saying yes yes it definitely appears to be too calculated and i think definitely he does troll and he like i kept saying at one point in AEW, i said look he knows what he's doing there's no way he believes that these people love him he's got to be doing this purposely um, I don't give a damn what anybody says. It, it, it was way too obvious to me. So that's why I agree when you say he's a troll. It's like, he's got to be trolling. It, it Nobody's that not stupid. Like, mm-hmm. then again, there's a lot of stupid people in the world, but you know what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lots of stupid people. Lots of stupid people. But, uh, um, Dr. Lassie, I don't want to keep y'all night, man, but I want to make sure we covered everything that you wanted to cover here tonight. I enjoyed it as always. Look, we, we always hit the red light and, uh, look, it's two hours later, just like that. Right. Boom. Boom. We're yeah, good man. for it. We're good. Yeah, for we're it. good. But, um, <laughs> yeah, man. So I appreciate you coming back on, man. Anything else you want to get into while, uh, before we get out of here or wrap things oh, up? Oh no, man, this is it. This is it. This might be one of the shortest shows we've ever done. But yeah, yeah I just saw the time. <laughs> yeah, we've done some two and a half hours before. I know that much. Yeah, and and that means my coffee is done. Got let it, let it take its course. The rum is flowing. I got it. I got some ribs ready to be barbecued and eaten. Bro, that sounds good. Right, it's time <laughs> to roll, man. Country ribs, man. I hear ready that. Ooh, that's ready to go. Great. Well, yeah. look, man. <laughs> Um, I always appreciate you coming on. Definitely appreciate all the support you've shown the show over the years. You were the very first big time patron we ever had. And um, I'm grateful that you found the yeah. show. Thank God Cornette had me on his uh, his deal. Yeah, that man. You discovered us. Yeah. And, um, and I never regret it. If you're not a patron, please do it. Please do it. Okay. Because I've never regretted it. it. I mean, you guys have truly Truly, you guys have been a bright spot and a very, very tumultuous and rough patch in my life and career. So I really do appreciate that. Man, thank you. Uh, Pleasure's all ours that we do the shows. And, you know, we're getting up until a point and maybe we can talk about this next time we record a few months down the line. We're getting to a point where uh, I think, uh, you know, you were going to the Lakefront Arena and catching some of these uh some of these WCW shows and stuff. Yeah. But we're getting, we're getting close, man. So I'm sure we'll be yeah. talking about Ooh. stuff like that in the future. Man, I had a better view of this shit when I was a kid. Cause as an adult, woo. Yes. Man. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, it's fun to laugh at as you can hear though. Harper's getting frustrated with it. Uh, but, uh, 
it is it is fun i enjoy it look there's there's a lot of dumb stuff and then there's stuff you're like all right that's good you know i can live with it so that's kind of where we're at right now in wcw but uh you know there's there's definitely change coming uh there's still gonna be some bad stuff but there's some change yeah coming, so. yeah there's, there's change coming yeah I don't but, know if um, it's good or, or, or not, but there, there, it changes the coming. For sure, for sure. <laughs> well, all right, Dr. Blassie, hit the tagline for me, and then uh, we'll get out of here, and then hang tight. I'll rap at you for a second before we roll. All right. Book it, bitch.